Hey, I'm Daniel Jose Older, one of the lead story architects of Star Wars, The High Republic, and you are listening to The Living Force. Welcome to The Living Force Podcast. Good. Our first catch of the day. A Utini Podcast Network production. You look phenomenal. As always. Episode 127, Bright Stars in Dark Places. You look good. A little rough around the edges, but good. On this episode, a very special interview announcement. I'll say it, I don't care. This kid's growing on me. A Patreon update, including the Patreon of the Week. I'll be there for you. And the Utini crew talks about how Star Wars plays a role in our mental health. Cassian said I had to. And now, here are your hosts, Dr. Corey Helton, Eric Eilerson, and Wes Jenkins. Hello, everyone. Welcome into the Living Force UTD Network podcast slash video production. My name is Eric Eilerson, and I'm one of your hosts. And joining me tonight to talk about what makes the darkness a little brighter are two glorious people and the empty absence of one. Uh, but starting off, we have Dr. Corey Helton. Hey, dude. Hello, hello. I'm, uh, you know, fresh off of a 24-hour call yesterday, but I'm in the single digits, man, for the number of calls that I have to do. Like Ever. I think, uh, yeah, I know. I have at least one more on my schedule that I can see, and I think there might be a few more after that, but I think I'm, I I got three or less, I'm pretty sure, which is crazy, because this makes like 27 calls or something I've done since I've been in residency. Oh my God. There's a light at the end of the tunnel, as it were. Finally. Finally, yes. <laughs> and that light is as bright and as glorious as the visage of Wes Jenkins, who is also here. Man, that's so good. <laughs> Never cease to amaze me. Um, yes, I also had a rough day, Corey. I had to drive into work today, and it takes an hour to get there. But Ew. I listened to uh, I listened to Out of the Shadows on the way in and on the way back. So um, I got some I got some uh, Star Wars in. So it wasn't as bad, but it was still. Still it's rough. still an hour to drive to work. And, like, I can take the yeah. HOV, but why the f*** do I want to get in there close? What's the, like, the hop? Why, why do I want to get there sooner, you know? Yeah. <laughs> the hop? <laughs> what is that? You, the this, HOV? Yeah, the, what is that? The high-occupancy high vehicle lane. So you have to oh, have two the, or the more people. Oh, the little diamonds on them? Yes, correct. Yeah. correct. Oh, yeah. My, correct. Okay, well, I'm sorry that it takes you so long. But in a fun segue... <laughs> It did allow you to listen to some of Out of the Shadows, which, if you're listening to us tonight, a week from this evening will be our Out of the Shadows roundtable. Uh, as you notice, we're missing the very just bright, blonde angel himself, Dr. Charles Hankel, from tonight's show. But he will be back next week because he's got to run a roundtable. I believe we're doing a one-parter for this one. We'll see how that goes. It's been a while since we've done a one-part roundtable. But a week from tonight, which will be, oh, no, I'm not looking at a calendar, September 4th. Fifth. Is that right? What? Next, the sixth. Dang it! Okay, September sixth. Um, next week, uh, out of the shadows roundtable. We will see you then. Uh, it'll be full spoilers, so we hope you enjoy. But before we get into tonight's show, a couple things I would love to go over. Uh, one, <laughs> congratulations to a po- our br- a brother podcast, I guess, on the Utini Podcast Network, the Star Wars Archives. They had their first interview this week on our Patreon feed. They interviewed our very own Tom, who's an editor over at Del Rey, and it was great. Have you guys had to check that out yet? I have not. I've been anxious to listen to that. So Everyone was good. talking about it today. Yeah. Did it just it just went live recently, right? Like and today Sunday, or yesterday or something? Yeah. 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 Just went live recently. Yeah. Um Tom, Tom has been a lot of fun to have in our community. Mm-hmm. He's active on our Discord. Um he's really good at his job too, man. Yeah. And like like he keeps everybody up to date, and it's a lot of fun having him around. So I'm super stoked for our Star Wars Archives to uh, land an interview with him. That's really fun, and uh, I love their show. Star Wars Archives is super, super fun. They just finished a New Hope uh, sort of watch-along, mm-hmm. which, you know, if you're unfamiliar with this, if this is your first time ever hearing us talk about, Star Wars Archives is like the Trevor and Jose show on our on our team, right? So That was the first Jose's title, a- and then we decided it needed to be more Star Wars. That's right. That's right. So Jose's a little newer to, you know, Star Wars books and comics and stuff. And Trevor is like oldest time knows knows everything about it's incredible. So the entire dynamic of their show is they come up with a sort of an odd topic. 
Jose does a bunch of research. We can ask a whole bunch of questions, and Trevor just literally shoots from the hip. And the stuff that he so can good. just remember out of nowhere <laughs> is so fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, listening to them do a watch along with A New Hope was fascinating. It took them three hours to get through the movie. Yep. Um, because uh, he just knows so much stuff. All the, all the, I think my favorite part of that was the Cantina Aliens. Trevor knows so much about it's the Cantina miraculous Aliens. Miraculous hearing that. It is. So, yeah. Yeah. So. Check that out if you haven't seen that. Yeah, and also if you're interested in like the behind the scenes of how a lot of the Star Wars books get made, Tom has been involved with that since his first day on the job, which he says in the interview was the day A New Dawn came out. So he's literally been there since the Star Wars book canon kind of started. Um, and if you want to know about the exclusive editions we've been getting, kind of how they work, there's a lot of talk about that. So highly recommend that in our Patreon feed. And of course, if you're not in our Patreon community, that's cool. We get it. Um, Star Wars Archives also has a separate podcast feed in all your p- major podcast platforms on a three-month delay. So in three months, check that out, or you can join our Patreon community for early access. Now, before we get into our Patreon updates, though, uh, Wes and I and eight of our dearest friends had a lovely little event this past weekend. We jumped into the Discord voice chat on Saturday Eve, and we had the second annual Utini Fantasy Football Draft. Um, so we're not going to we go huge it. on this because, but there will be weekly updates once the season starts as we, there were last year. Wes, you did not play in the league last year. How was your Mm-mm. first experience, uh, drafting with your fellow Utenians? You know, I was surprised at how well at all the players that I had in my queue were removed very quickly <laughs> because everybody was super knowledgeable about the players they need mm-hmm. to take and which, and in the rounds and reaching for players they need to take because they knew it would be taken earlier. So, yeah, I was uh, pleasantly surprised. I don't know if to say pleasantly surprised, but um, it was fun. I had a great time. And now we have a bone to pick with one of our teammates. Yes, we do. Who's in the chat? <laughs> Andrew Bell, the number one overall pick uh, guy himself. He drafted pretty well. You know, everyone drafted pretty mm-hmm. decently. And then after mm-hmm. the draft, he started doing some trades. And for those of you that are familiar with fantasy football, you don't usually make trades four seconds after your draft is over, much less (laughs) like five or six of them with some of the best players in the league. But Andrew decided to make a lot of trades, which some may have called um, ill-advised or insane. Uh, And Wes, (laughs) what was his singular goal that he eventually got to by the end of the night? Andrew wanted to have a team full of Al- Alabama Crimson Tide players, former Every players that played one. for the freaking Alabama Crimson Tide. No matter what position they played or how far along the depth chart they were in college, they're on his team. Yep. So first things first, I'm glad this isn't a money league. Like yes. we all pay an entry fee nope, and because, and some, because some of those trades that were made – um, should have been vetoed immediately. And Eric and I and probably half the other team half the other teams on there were just baffled by these trades that were going on. And uh, it it essentially makes other teams better while it makes his team worse. Um uh, inorganically. Yes. Was, it, so um anyways, well done Andrew. We're real thrilled with your Alabama team. I can't wait for you to be in last place. So uh whatever. So there we go. <laughs> we will not Yeah Brilliant Man man um but we will be giving this is not going to be a, a huge sports talk podcast but i will give weekly updates on who's doing very well and hey if andrew wins the league y'all we are you heard it here first um <laughs> last thing we'll say though to those of you who know things about fantasy football he traded derrick henry and or he traded christian mccaffrey and aj brown for derrick henry and stefan no he traded away stefan diggs and mccaffrey he got aj brown and derrick henry so if that means nothing to you, that's great. We're going back to Star Wars. If you know what that means, <laughs> pick your jaw up off the floor and let's keep on moving. Uh, All right. Yes. So now to our Patreon community. Uh, thank you, JD Curse in the chat for that. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, so our Patreon community <laughs> does not pay us often to talk about sports, but they do like to send some money uh, to talk about Star Wars. And we want to uh, thank our newest patron, Rachel Sapansky, for becoming a monthly patron. And we also want to mention that we are in the process of scheduling our community Rogue One watch party because of our Guardians of the Wills patrons especially. We got to that. And we want to keep reminding you all that our next Patreon goal 
Like, maybe, if some of you want to join Patreon to listen to that interview with Tom, uh, you may help us get to our next Patreon goal, which is an Attack of the Clones commentary, uh, where we will all hang out and talk over the movie Attack of the Clones. So, we hope you enjoy that when we get to it. Now, Charles isn't here. I feel mm-hmm. empty. I feel unprepared. Mm-hmm. But I guess it's time for me to try to read our Patron of the Week, who this week is our very own Chris F4, uh, very active in the Discord, and he said this. Howdy, my name is Chris F4, or Chris, and I hail from the great city of Houston, Texas, home of the best football team in the world. He did not say that. Uh, My earliest Star Wars memory is from preschool, (laughs) where our teacher put a VHS of The Empire Strikes Back on and quickly turns it off during the Hoth sequence because she realized it probably wasn't age-appropriate for a bunch of preschoolers. The next Star Wars memory I have after that is watching The Phantom Menace on VHS in the living room, and the rest is history. My favorite Star Wars story is probably one that few people have heard of, other than my occasional shilling in the Legends book channel. It's the ninth book in the X-Wing series, Star Fighters of Adumar. Aaron Alston writes a wonderful tale that has stuck with me for a long time, and for my money, this book has the best humor out of any Star Wars book. Definitely worth a read. I originally stumbled on Utini during the book box days, but never signed up because I was a broke college student with no job at the time. I salute you. During the early stages of the pandemic, I started getting back into reading Star Wars books after a long hiatus and wanted to listen to a podcast about such a thing and rediscovered Utini. Your infectious joy and positivity has brought a smile to my face many times during this pandemic, and once I finally caught up to the current episodes, I knew I had to help support y'all make this and all of your other amazing podcasts. Thank you. Uh, my question for the hosts, if you could get a full-length novel about any background character from the films, who would you choose? Background meaning either no lines or very few lines, Bail Organa doesn't count Eric. <laughs> All right, well, Chris, uh, thank you. I love that story. I love your teacher who tried to watch Empire in preschool. Uh, massive flex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Luke getting his hand lopped off. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to. She said that she cut it off in the hot sequence. I'm trying to think what what is it that was in there that like made her cut it off. Yeah. Is it, it the, the wampa? Maybe like the yeah. I was I was like, thinking. Uh, you know, yeah. might that be scary. Be. Yeah, and Luke Luke cuts his arm off, and there's like blood everywhere and stuff. Yeah. Maybe that's it. Yeah. Didn't even get to the incest. <laughs> or oh, opens but... up opens up the. Uh... <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought they smelled bad. Yeah. Yeah. On the yeah. side. Yeah. You know, like, oh, yeah. Guns come yeah. out. <laughs> I, I love that deleted scene, which I'm glad they deleted because it makes no sense whatsoever of, like, the whole, like, there was Wampas, like, loose in the Rebel base, yeah. and they had to, like, they, like, put them in the, in the thing, and, 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 like, there's, like, a the biohazard, like, mm-hmm. sticker like, over warning. the door, and... When they're running from the Empire, C-3PO runs up to the door and rips the sticker off, and then they just keep <laughs> running. It's so stupid, but it's what? really funny. It's, it's so is is that stupid. Real? Yeah. Yeah, it's real. And so he rips the sticker off, and then, like, then it like there's, like, so much about this yeah. that they deleted from the movie. And then, like, the Empire is, like, they open the door, and, like, a big arm comes out and, like, grabs a guy and drags him in. It's yep. so stupid. You need to look so it up. It's, it's hilarious. It's hilarious. Uh, so other than that wampa, guys, to uh, Chris's question... If you get a, is a full length novel, not a short story, novel. not an anthology, a full length novel about any background character, or we'll say even starring any background character. Uh, Emma already has a great one in the chat, which is Babu Frick. That's a great oh, yeah, one. That is a good one. A, he's really great in Poe Dameron Freefall. Plug for that <clears throat> book. Yeah. Um. Let's see. A full length novel because we've gotten a lot of these in like from a certain point of view type things. But what yeah. is like? Who deserves a a book? <clears throat> I I was talking. I talked briefly about this uh, in our questions episode, I think. And and I've like I've listened to that recently when I was working on the trailer the other day, and and I've been thinking about it more. And I want a book about uh the previous um chancellor uh, Chancellor Valora. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know I don't I don't know why, but like every single time, like there are there are moments that. That when I watch the Star Wars films, I, I probably watch them more than than anybody else on the show. Just like they're like a regular yeah. routine of my weeks. Like mm-hmm. literally, I watch them to go to sleep, and like if I'm just bored I'd, and I'm eating a meal, I'll put on a Star Wars film. Like I literally watch them basically twenty four seven. It's kind of yeah. ridiculous. And there are moments in every single film that like I still think a lot about. Like every single time I see them, I'm like, and I just harp on it, I guess, for some reason. And Valorum is one of those interesting characters to me that like. How did he get here? How can he be just 
kicked out of the most powerful position in the republic just for such a simple vote because and like was it actually even a vote because like mm-hmm. the queen just says i i call for a Voted, no she says voted no confidence, but then he sits down as if he's just immediately lost. Like so, like yeah, is that it? Is that the vote? Like I don't know. I'm just very curious about all of that. Yeah. Like that what always is his... confused me. It was like yeah, I, uh, I don't want him to be president anymore. And they're like, Damn. oh, right. that's it, huh? I know that's it. Yeah, it's just like so. I don't know. I'm just very, very interested in in his like rise to power and how he arrived at what he did. And like I don't know. It's he's an interesting character. All right, very solid, very solid. Uh, let's see. I have. Chat. Oh man, oh. I'll, I'll go to a couple of chat ones because I want to cut you off if you had these ideas. All right, I saw it. I saw so, what Charles wrote. Charles has Sabuba, <laughs> which is great. Yeah. Uh, Alex Colster has General Veers. Shout out to <clears throat> Veers Watch mm-hmm. um, over there. Broom Kid from Be Nasty, great. Uh, <laughs> Cheryl says if Wes says that singing floating head dude again. <laughs> Uh, oh, I already Ga- forgot his name. <laughs> Be incredible. Uh, Gavin is a great one. Uh, the stormtrooper that left the bloody handprint on Fim's stormtrooper helmet. Um, that yeah. actually is in uh, Before the Awakening, the Greg Rucka short sto- uh, kind of short stories that was Journey to Force Awakens. It's like a middle grade novel, but they do go into a little bit of that. We got Zam Wessel. Um, all right, Wes. Um, now, what do you think? So, I've I've said this before, but I'm just gonna say it before I say my real answer. Um, Sifidia story. Need a Sifidia story. Yep, yep. Um, but what about if we? Ha- well, correct me if I'm wrong here. Do we have a Bulio story of where the information came from, from how Mm-mm. Palpatine came back and how Not he yet. got it? That's it. That's win what the I want. War. Instead of him just saying "Win the war," <laughs> win the war. We want to know how you got that information. <laughs> well, it's a long story that led to winning the war. <laughs> I bet he thought he was gonna have his head a lot longer than before he yeah, gave that probably. up. Yeah, probably. <laughs> is, that Mark, is that what you said? Did you, did you say it was Mark Hamill? Did you just say? Yeah, that? it's Mark Hamill. Yeah, it's Mark Hamill. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, great answers. Um, I'm gonna say uh, I want the Master Codebreaker from Last Jedi. Like, <laughs> that's a good one. What's his deal? He's amazing, <laughs> and apparently he definitely slept with Maz Kanata a few times. So, like, <laughs> I mean. Oh, he can. Like, oh, he can. They both look at each other like, yeah. (laughs) So I wanna, I wanna know about that. And also, like, this is kind of cheating because we got a lot in Clone Wars. But I'd always love more stuff about like Aura Singh. Um, I think she's just fascinating. And if we're going Jedi, I guess it's a multi, multi, multi answer. Uh, just based on films, background characters, Ala Sakura. I'd love an actual novel. I like her in Clone Wars, but I want like actual like pre-clone war stuff would be dope but great question chris thank you for that thank you for your beautiful story and your support and thanks to everyone in our patreon community we hope you are enjoying the content we're putting out there as a reminder to get all of our extra stuff like our extra shows like star wars archives and cafes and everything on uh not a three-month delay or the ghost crew show where charlie and i are continuing to go through rebels we got a new episode coming out this wednesday head over to utini.com slash patreon or patreon.com slash utini Click anything you want over there. I don't know how it works. Somehow Timothy tells us that someone signed up, and then you get rewards. I don't know. We'll, <laughs> I'll write text that someday. Thanks, y'all. Uh, now it's time for the very unceremonious Star Wars Weekly Roundup. This week's Star Wars Weekly Roundup is um not a lot. Not a lot of Star Wars news, everyone, because remember when there wasn't breaking Star Wars news every single week? Um, this week is not a lot. Actually, one thing I didn't put in this outline, I'm surprising you guys right now, I forgot about was that last week we finally, finally, finally got another full trailer for st- the S- Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga video game. Uh, That's it has right. been. This thing was. I thought it was dead. I thought this thing was gone. Uh, we've not heard about it in like a year, but we finally got a new trailer for it. It's coming out in spring. I almost said February. No, it's spring, which can mean, I don't know, June, but like spring. <laughs> So I want to ask you guys, because we all, we all play video games a decent amount. Uh, do you guys, have you played the previous Lego Star Wars video games? Do you have interest in this one? Yeah, I have. Uh, I played them back on the uh, Nintendo DS back in the day. Oh, my God. Um, oh, the DS. Yes. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> they had a, they had a couple on that. That was, the, I think, the first system they had any Lego Star Wars games on. Um, but I think I've played the Force Awakens one also. But I, I mean, I'm this game has been on my wish list on Steam like since they announced it, basically <laughs> because just because it's Star Wars mm-hmm. and uh, um, yeah, I mean, I'm definitely gonna play it for sure. Like because it's 
there's something special about it that I don't really understand. I I think mm-hmm. like because it's it's like all the games combined into one oh, no, it's, sort it's of brand new game. It's like it's just all the oh, movies, right? Yeah, they built okay, it all. So it's and Yaddle's in it. That's really the most important thing. <laughs> <laughs> you think Yaddle's think a Dagobah? It, Come on. <laughs> I've never played any of the Star Wars game, but I think it's hilarious how they use like all like Lego pieces for everything, and it, it makes it even more funny. And there's a lot of comedic like relief yeah. in there too. Um, the only time I've really ever seen playing outside of seeing it on uh, like YouTube videos or this trailer is when I watched Heather play it on game night and she did a phenomenal job. I was laughing the entire time. You Here's some great sound bites from that one. You already put the words in the chat, man. Uh, you <laughs> game night. We'll absolutely be doing the Skywalker saga, Lego star Wars. Uh, we're not, again, not sure who. I'm sure a lot of us will be getting it, so maybe we'll have like, different people doing it different nights. Um, but, of course, Wes has a bunch of plans for game night coming up. We have briefly talked off camera about, so stay tuned this next year, at least next couple weeks, for maybe a new kind of Utini game night. Ooh, a tease. Ooh, ah. ah, I finally <laughs> figured out how to work OBS. Wow. <laughs> oh, it took me three years. Ooh. Um <laughs> But speaking of someone else who just recently figured out how to find how to work some new technology on the Utini team, we want to take the Star Wars Weekly Roundup to congratulate our very own Caroline, uh, who was in the chat earlier. I'm not sure if she's still around now, but she had her first Utini YouTube video this week. It was all about her bookshelf. She got us on a booktube, which somehow, as a book site, we've uh, we've never been on. Yeah. Um, Weird, I mean, huh? can we be can we be honest? I've yes. never even heard of this until yep. Caroline brought this up. Me neither. Up. <laughs> no idea. No idea. Apparently, there's a there's a huge uh, there's a huge community all around like reading together on YouTube, which makes perfect sense. I mean, YouTube is like the place of niche hobbies. So, <laughs> yep. I mean, it's awesome, and she kicked us off, and it's really good. Yeah. And uh, for those of you, if there's any of you that didn't watch her video, because we got a lot of um, what do you say analysis. Interact engagement. That's what I'm looking for. Interactions and engagement on it. Uh, we actually wanted to show you guys the intro of her video right now, in case you missed it, and definitely go back on our channel and check out Caroline's awesome work. Uh, so yeah, if we have that queued up, let's go ahead and show the people a little bit. So I am the newest member here on the Utini video team, and I thought I would let y'all get to know me a little bit by taking a tour of my Star Wars section of my bookshelf. So just a quick history on my experience with reading Star Wars books. I actually didn't start until this past January with Light of the Jedi by Charles Soule. So my collection isn't terribly extensive, but I've definitely been working hard on it for the past several months, and it's gotten to a place that I feel pretty good about right now. As you can kind of see just from here, I have two shelves worth of Star Wars books. I know that there are a lot of people who have entire shelving units, entire rooms dedicated just to Star Wars books. Some of those people are even members of our Utini team, but I'm feeling pretty good about the start I have so far. Awesome. Oh, so that's a little bit of preview of uh, what's preview. what's a new, a preview, a sneak peek of what's new on the Utini YouTube channel. Like, we're always trying to expand, and Caroline came on a little while back, and I can't wait to have her uh, do a little more on the channel. So, welcome. We hope you all enjoyed that. And now, weirdly, um, crazy stuff happens in shows, and Corey, you have a little announcement for the uh, the folks at home. Yes, guys. Unfortunately, I've had emergency come up literally just in the last fifteen minutes. I'm yep. going to have to ditch out. Uh, was not uh, not part of the plan, but um, I'm going to ditch out for a little bit. I might make it back before the show is over. We will see. But Eric and Wes, <laughs> I leave things in your capable hands. Yeah, you know man. everything is going to run from my computer still, so hopefully nothing breaks. So good luck, guys. <laughs> Great. Do we have a two spot cam? We do have a two spot cam. I'll set we it do, up. But I'm not. All right. Go. So we'll have Corey set that up. So what Corey setting that up? How wild. Um, we wanted to also remind all of you that, uh, hold on, it's okay. I hear you all crying. I hear you all wailing for Corey to come back. Relax. There will not be a medical professional on this show for the first time in three years. It's okay. Um, tomorrow, which is Tuesday, August 31st, uh, if you're watching this live or if you're listening to it later, this past Tuesday, we got another Star Wars release. Uh, Tempest Runner by Kevin Scott, the audio drama, the third canon audio drama that we're getting is finally coming out. Uh, This is going to be taking place in the High Republic era, featuring the Tempest Runner herself, Lorna D, the Twi'lek. So if you have not pre-ordered this on Audible or anywhere else you get your audiobooks, make sure you do that. 
And like all other Utini releases, on release day, we will have a written review written by myself, and there will be a YouTube video review done by our very own Nathan that will be going up uh, to tell you our scores, tell you our thoughts about it, if you so much, uh, if you care, I guess, about doing it. Our reviews are basically spoiler-free. Uh, we don't go into like deep plot details. We don't go into basically anything you didn't know before going into it. You know what I mean? So uh, you can feel free to watch those, engage with those without worrying about anything like spoiling the whole thing before you get it. So we hope you enjoy those tomorrow. And of course, if you want to look for uh, some other books, because we're in, we're in that period right now, y'all. We got a lot coming out. Tempest Runner tomorrow, and of course, if you go to the Utini release schedule on September 7th, we have Life Day Treasury, which I can show. This came in today. Very excited for this. This is the next uh, short story collection by Kevin Scott and George Mann. And also on September 7th, we have the Edge of Balance manga, which is from the High Republic, the first ever manga in canon. And also on September 7th, oh my goodness, Wave 2 of the Legends Essentials Collection, the Essential Legends Collection, sorry, comes out, which includes Dark Force Rising by Timothy Zahn, it includes Darth Bane, The Rule of Two by Drew Carpishan, and it includes Rogue Squadron, the first book in the Rogue Squadron series by Michael Stackpole, that's right, all in the new trade paperback size, all with the new covers, and there will be a new unabridged audiobook of Rogue Squadron coming out that day as well. So essentially... If you want to get these, I've also heard that Wave 1, if you didn't pre-order, were kind of hard to get. So be sure to head out to Utini release schedule. Get your pre-orders in for everything coming out literally next week. Um, And then brace yourself for October and November because we had a lot of stuff coming out. Um, All right. Now, we're going to duo this. We're doing doing Call of Duty Warzone duos right now. Um, oh, don't, yeah. don't tempt me. Well, you're my duo, <laughs> my duo partner, Wes. Here we go, buddy. Um, we're going to drive into some book reviews, and I put a bunch on this this time. Uh, do you want to start us off with Rob's? I will start us off with Rob. Do it, man. All right. So Rob Neese, he read or listened to, or we don't know, uh, Dooku Absorbed Jedi Lost in some way. <laughs> by Kevin Scott. It is an audio drama form and it also is a uh, it's also in print form and it's just like the, the audio drama word for word. Um, he gave it four stars. I was looking forward to this and with good cause. Ever wanted to know more about Dooku of Sereno? The man, the Sith, the legend? Incredible. Well, this is delightful. Full. This is a well. This delightful full cast audio drama will take you more than halfway there. It could easily be subtitled "One Man's Long Journey into Becoming a Completely Disillusioned Knight," as the story using the framing device of a mission assigned to cynical ex Padawan assassin Asaz Ventress to delve deep into the Separatist leader's formative years and initially stellar career working as a proud member of the Jedi Order. Pride goeth ever before the fall, though in a series of eye-opening and traumatic incidents involving both the Order and his aristocratic biological family, who it turns out abandoned him to the Jedi as a freak, as opposed to the usual custom of the Jedi locating the infant force user and approaching the family. Open the door to him embracing certain aspects of the dark side even long before he makes the acquaintance of a certain galactic senator from Naboo. Who could that be? It's Palpatine! And, <laughs> it's Clefairy! And, and that is my main quibble. I wish how ex-Jedi Master Dooku became Darth Tyrannus, acolyte to Darth Sidious, was revealed here, but alas, this chapter of Dooku's story will be told elsewhere. The backstory here ends with his not entirely acrimonious departure from the Jedi Order to take up the reins of leadership on his native Sereno, while the present-day stuff features Dooku in his completely corrupted and ruthless form as seen, all too briefly, on film and in the Clone Wars animated series. Nonetheless, I completely recommend this to Star Wars audiobook fans. The voice work and production values are top-notch, very top-notch, as always, and it was a delight to take a lore-laden trip throughout a sketchily documented life in time period while the Jedi were still at their perceived height and the Republic still seemed impregnable to threats, internal or otherwise. That is a fantastic review, My Rob. My goodness! Um, this, was, this was the first audio drama, one of the first audio dramas that dropped. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first one that I actually 
listened to and got a piece of like piece of all the music, the score, the mm-hmm. background like effects and all the different voices. So it was it was a uh, a welcome addition to my new listening to books um and reading them at the same time, but um the audio dramas are amazing if you haven't even delved into the, into these before. So yeah, get yourself um and I <laughs> I love Dooku. This, I remember I, I did this one a lot, Walking the Dog, which was super weird. And this is, I just pulled off my shelf. This is the script book here. I know he reviewed the audio drama itself, but the script book is like pretty thick. It's like over oh, 400 yeah. pages of content here. And I really loved this one because, you know, it really delved into a little bit of dark side, but we really got like Harry Potter Star Wars is what I always called it. Because it was like the young Jedi, the young Padawan, what they're doing in their day to day that we never quite got. So, highly recommended, especially now with Tempest Runner dropping. We get another Kevin mm-hmm. audio drama. See where it all started. And this is before Kevin was, like, writing full-length novels for Star Wars. And before he was writing The High Republic, like, all of this was kind of, I think, weirdly maybe an audition for Kevin to get where he is now. So, great review. Incredible stuff. And our next one comes from uh, the trusty Lando himself, who reviewed Dark Force Rising by Timothy Zahn. Gave it four stars, calling it sequel to a masterpiece. Dark Force Rising is a second Thrawn trilogy installment, and one that captures the same essence of its predecessor. While Heir to the Empire feels like an exciting, momentous occasion, it's hard for this one to reach the same zenith. Our favorite heroes are split up, and each has their own goal, though there is no one particular stand-up storyline until the climactic battle brings a lot of them back within arm's reach of each other. The book maintains a high level of engagement, though when I read Air, I had a whole weekend to relax and just enjoy reading. This one took a lot longer. Not on the fault of the book, but the lack of available time on my part. It's a great sequel, but my reading experience with it brings the score down a bit to a 4 out of 5. That's for all my X-Play fans out there. Um, Yeah, so I, I really like this review for a couple reasons. I mean, one, it's a great book. It's classic Thrawn. But two, I love what he says about how you read a book affecting your enjoyment, which I think we'll talk about later in the main part of the show, but like where you are mentally for star Wars can really affect kind of how you feel about a project. Can it? Mm-hmm. I definitely like if it's, if you sit back with a book and you have the candle going and it's at night and you have, oh. you've, you've like carved out a couple hours to read, then you can really take it in. But if you're, if you're kind of like me and you're just trying to, bust out a chapter every night right before you go to bed and you're already mm-hmm. tired, you're not going to really take it in like um, like you should. You know, you should be able to, I don't know, you should be able to engulf yourself in that story so you know so you know how the characters are feeling. You get yeah. definitely give yourself longer than, than 30 minutes. It's weird because I, I, dude, I find myself doing that exact thing right before bed. It's like, oh, this one I'll read because mm-hmm. I, could, I, if I could play video games or I could watch TV or do anything else. And... The times when I do just sit down and have those couple hours, like I like to put in the headphones and put on like lo-fi or instrumental music and just go into a book. I'm like, oh, that was really great. It's like, was it? Or were you just in a really good mood? And uh, I think, <laughs> honestly, it gets more pronounced the older I get too. Like the 30s, I think, are the are the age of the emotional like environment. Like I need to set up my parameters. I need to be comfortable. Uh-huh. And then I can fully engage in something as opposed to being like, you know, 21 being like, I can be on a concrete floor and hung over and read a Star Wars book. I don't care. <laughs> Not so much <laughs> anymore. Well, for yeah, some I've, had, I've had the project of putting a, like a chase lounge in the corner of this mm. room and being my reading area, but I just haven't got it. So instead I put up this amazing poster of the Houston Astros. You know, uh, halfway banner, there. Banner, that is. Halfway there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, bring us home right. with, uh, with Randy's review of Death Troopers here. All right, Randy G. read Death Troopers by Joe Schreiber, gave it four stars, and read or put a space horror with Star Wars sprinkled on top. This was a fun read and an unusual direction for the Star Wars universe. The book lends itself to typical zombie themes we see in modern media, and the way the author does horror seems very influenced by the Aliens movies. Great movie. Mm-hmm. As far as a must-read for Star Wars fans, I think it is definitely skippable. I did honestly feel that the Star Wars <laughs> elements were shoehorned in. The fact that the prison barge is Imperial and the derelict ship is a Star Destroyer is pretty irrelevant. This novel could have easily been packaged in a generic sci-fi setting without taking anything away from what it's from its enjoyable. That being said, 
I enjoyed this book both in print and via audiobook. I'd recommend the audiobook for this as it adds to the immersion into the horror to be able to hear the screams and sounds of gore. I felt genuine fear and nausea at times with the accompanying sound effects on Audible. See, that's that's the kind of stuff that, that makes you want to read this, this, this book. Even if it's skippable, you're going to learn something new that you've never learned before. And then you'll get immersed in this, like in the, in the background effects. And you could probably listen to it while... I think like a great way to take in these audiobooks is like while you're cleaning because you don't want to do yeah. it. But if you're cleaning and you have an audiobook on in the background, then it's almost like you're getting well. It is like you're getting two things done at once. But mm-hmm. you also not you're not upset about cleaning when you're listening to an audiobook and learning something new. Yeah, and you're not like I find when I'm cleaning, you know, I'm not like reading things. I'm not trying to take in other information that I can kind of get confused with audiobooks to get distracted mm-hmm. easily, like when I'm driving and stuff. But I do. I just love this like ad for Audible. It's like, hey everyone, do you want to hear the screams and sounds of gore and the pure terror within your ears? Audible, try it now. Like this could yeah. easily be. This is Audible. This is Audible. <laughs> Time to scream in terror on the realistic sounds of people being impaled. Um, but yeah, if you want to check that out. Uh, go to that. Look up Death Troopers on ETN.com. And, yo, we also got an Audible link. We haven't, we like rarely talk about it. But if you haven't ever tried Audible for these audiobooks, go to ETN.com slash Audible. You can start a free trial. Uh, get your first audiobook for free on us. Even if you don't keep Audible, that remains your book forever. So uh, use it on Death Troopers. See if those screams are actually blood curling. And um, <laughs> I don't know. I, it's, uh, it's it's hard to segue out of that, but I'm going to do my best. Uh, if you want your reviews of blood-curling books or fun ones, um, look up your book on utini.com. Scroll down to the bottom of the page. You'll see a star rating and a review that you can leave. And, hey, maybe we'll read it on the show. Keep them fun and keep them interesting. And maybe review some books that a lot of people have read. You know, we always want our audience to find new things. Wes, when... Yes, Eric. Yeah. What I so let's, let's just, let's let's just vibe for the let's next chat. 30, 45 minutes. So, so I'm telling you, <laughs> Andrew traded Christian McCaffrey. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So when uh, when we're thinking of what, uh, what to do for the show this week, because a little bit, peek behind the scenes, everybody, we try mm-hmm. to plan these shows out a decent amount of time ahead we have so many reviews and roundtables that we have coming up this year that has been pretty easy. And this week, we had what was originally going to be the two-part roundtable of Out of the Shadows. And then we decided, you know what? We're going to make it one part. We need Charles to be here. What should we do? And I had a moment where I was just thinking about kind of the broader world and about how things have just been kind of tough lately, you know? Um a lot of the world is is being plunged back into kind of the sequel to the pandemic of a really horrible year. Um, there's a lot of international hardships going on, especially with the U.S. and people that live here dealing with a lot of stuff. Works are bringing people back to work. You know, people are dealing with career shifts. Like mm-hmm. kids are going back to school. Like, and in our Utini Slack, we have um we have a channel. That's very specific. We, we're, tr- we're trying not to talk about Slack as much anymore, but this is very prevalent. We have a channel that we kind of created for the staff's mental health, where we can all just kind of share things in our life that are not Star Wars related, that either are great or things that are hard. And lately I noticed that we were having a lot of things that were just pretty hard. And I guess, Wes, I want to not to put you too much on the spot, because we're not. I'm this isn't a gotcha episode. It is only you. Um... <laughs> Do you, I guess, in the lamest terms, what do you think about the world right now? Like, how, how are you doing? How are, do you, do you feel like the Utini community, the Star Wars community is, like, shifting with the world? Do you think more people are finding it to, like, find an oasis? Like, how are we doing as a whole, I guess? Well, I mean, the hardest thing that's hit me in the past couple weeks is the, um, is the removal of the troops from Afghanistan and yeah. the the stuff that's being left or the Afghan people that are being left behind um, when we're evacuating all the U.S. troops. So that kind of hit me the hardest. I have a, a brother-in-law that's in the military right now. He's overseas. Uh-huh. Um, so it kind of that's kind of put me down in the dumps a little bit. Um, 
but kind of navigating all that, um, we have, like Eric said, there's a, there's a channel that we all, we all use, um, for all the Utini teammates to kind of express how we're feeling. Mm -hmm. And nobody's alone when we're, when we're talking about kind of how we're feeling and our hardships and how we're, some of us are feeling down. We're all, um, it's not that we're all down in the dumps or anything, but we can all kind of relate. Um, and it's a good way to, to express to people that kind of feel the same way you do, like they have the same interests as you do. Um, so, I mean, not to real, not to out Corey or anything, but he was kind of feeling down in the dumps as well. Cause he's a doctor and he sees this horrible crap that goes on every day. Every day um, yeah. and he, um, I mean, his, his kind of oasis is to go back and to watch like a new hope or it's go, go back and watch, um, uh, he watched attack of the clones recently mm-hmm. and it kind of made him feel better. Just having him, uh, send us these messages throughout was you could see that his you could see his spirits lift up. Um, yeah. so that was, that was really cool to see. That was, it was cool to see that we have kind of an outlet, um, through something that we all love, um, that we can, we can relate to each other with. Yeah. And I think it's been interesting because this past year, while being one where we are kind of faced every day with, you know, things like, you know, rising death tolls with like family members. Like I, I had a, one of my dear, dear friends just lost his grandmother through COVID like uh, over a year and a half after we thought it was starting, you know, it's, it's this onslaught of, of really hard real life things. Like, I mean, this week we have all of the, all the people in new Orleans, which I, like, if you have family down there, we hope they're okay. We hope if you're down there, mm-hmm. we hope you're staying safe. Like, the real world can really get overwhelming with a lot of hard things lately, especially. But we've also experienced simultaneously just some of the most creative output in Star Wars, especially that we've ever had. I mean, you just think of the volume yeah, of stuff sure. we talked about on this show with books and comics and shows. And there's just been this beautiful dichotomy of really hard things in the real world with really beautiful creative expression kind of all based around hope and i think that's one of the things that really helps with star wars is that the first movie retroactively is literally called a new hope like the entire series is Mm -hmm. based on it and one of the things we talk about at utini a lot is the power of positivity right we we started this company this podcast because we wanted to be a voice of positivity amongst the less so positive voices on the internet uh, that aren't always just stoked about stuff. Um, but I think that it's been the difference between being positive and being ignorant, right? Like being yeah. ignorant of how hard the world is doesn't mean you can't also try to find joy. And I guess I wanted to start – I'm going to keep saying I'm going to start this conversation until we're done with it. That's that's my little goal here. Um, I'll start by asking you, Wes, and all of you in the chat as well, please chime in. What are some of the things in Star Wars specifically, we'll stay on brand, that have been kind of your go-tos this year when you just need need a lift? What's, what's weird for me, um, usually I'll watch the movies, right? I mean, I love, I love A New Hope. I really like uh, Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. Um, but my main go-to that makes me feel good, for lack of a better term, is, uh, is Rebels. Um, for for those of you don't know, so I, uh, I, I actually caught rebels live like mid, probably mid season two. And then I was watching it on, um, on Disney XD. It would come on like at 9 PM or something. And I was super excited. Like on Wednesdays, I'm (laughs) I'm an adult male. I'm, I was, hell, I don't know. I was like 35 years old and I was like. I was stomach I on my this, bed with, with my legs kicking in the air. Like, I'm ready to watch Rebels on Disney yeah. XD. Let's do it. And every time I turn it on, I, I remember that. I remember the, I remember the sneak peek of, um, of Hera, like, having her accent. They were like, they, they showed a sneak peek of that. What's coming up next week? And I was like, oh, how the hell am I going to work for another week until this, this show comes out? And I was like, get a grip, Wes. But it's like being, <laughs> being excited about that kind of stuff kind of brings me back. And so I've been, I think I'm on my fourth rewatch of Rebels right now, and I, and I love yeah. it. So that's kind of my, that's kind of my getaway whenever, whenever stuff gets super hard. Um, I mean, recently I've watched, like, I think I – Last week, I watched probably four or five episodes back to back every night. Mm. Um, 
for those of you that don't know, and probably not a lot of people know, um, I, I recently got passed up for a promotion. Not really a promotion, just a different, different position or whatever. Um, and it was, I put a lot into it, didn't get it, but that's fine. Kind of down in the dumps with all, everything else going on. Um, I will work harder to get the next thing that that seems interesting to me. But um, yeah, that kind of that kind of made me uh, that kind of made me sad. So um, Rebels was my kind of was my outlet for that day, for that week. Yeah. Well, one F's in the chat for Westfield's promotion. Oh, um, also, hi, buddy. Morton is also very <laughs> displeased with everything happening in this episode. Um, but I want to say like. One of the things that's really helped me in this, we actually got F's in the chat. That's that's hilarious and dark, and I love you all. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> um, Rebels has been a great one for me, too, because as, as, as me and Charlie have been watching it for Ghost Crew, I've realized that watching it over this past year has been so different than watching it live. Because I, I, I watched it live, but in the very... Uh, adult way of my own, which was torrenting it illegally every day after because I did not pay for <laughs> Disney at that time. Uh, I wasn't just rolling in, in dough like I am today. Um, Disney Plus wasn't a thing yet. And uh, right. I just remember that now watching it, there's so many more themes I discover. Like, we we just watched the episode as a sneak peek for you all, where uh, Rex and Kanan and Ezra go to the planet where the Imperial Tactical Droid is. And they're like, we need to do one last battle to end this war, right? It's in season three. And it was so weirdly timed because, like you said, Wes, with all the stuff going on with Afghanistan now and the fact that a lot of soldiers are wondering what their purpose was in a war that doesn't seem like it maybe had a victor, to watch this kid's show kind of helped me process it a little bit, to be like... That's what Rex thinks. Rex is also seeing droids that are fighting. There are an Imperial droid that's like, I need to win this war, and I need to be honorable, and I don't understand what happened. I don't understand why Mm -hmm. my purpose is no longer real. And, like, it was so crazy watching this children's Star Wars show from a few years ago this week just kind of put a lot of that in perspective for me. And being able to talk it out, and it was also a huge part of it because I think that's something that you and I um, and everyone on the team agrees on is that having both the Slack and honestly the Discord to be able to just talk about things, whether it is like life stuff in Cantina, whether it is the fantasy draft in the sports channel or whether it is every new book, having a guaranteed community at a time when a lot of us are isolating mm-hmm. has been such a key thing, you know, and I think that I, w- I was talking to my parents about this Um who I love very much. They're fine. They're doing great. But uh, they're patrons of Utini, and I don't know if they remember that. <laughs> very uh, glad to hear that. Very <laughs> glad to hear that. <laughs> but, um, but, you know, they uh, they recently went on vacation, and they're like, oh, we finally got out. We, fi- we saw some people. And I've realized that this community has really helped me not feel that isolation that I miss from, like, going on vacation or going to see people over the last year. And as we look to, at least in Chicago, kind of go back to a little more of a shutdown than we were – I can still go in Discord and, and I can still talk about my favorite things with my favorite people. It doesn't matter what it is. Like, it's such a nice relief to get that little bit, um, especially when it comes to the books, you know? Um, which is the next thing I actually want to ask you about because I have a little passage here. I did a little homework for the show. <laughs> um, and I uh, I had the book next to me, so for those of you on audio, I had the book Master and Apprentice by Claudia Gray. Uh, this is the book, famously, that launched the Living Force podcast. Um, it was the reason, really, why we decided to start doing it. And um, there's a quote on the back that, if you've never read it, is one of my favorite Star Wars passages. Because lately, it's been really hard for me personally, with all the... Uh, willful pain in the world with people that are are okay with hurting other people it's hard to kind of keep the chin up right it's hard to choose the high road it's hard to choose the light when it just is like why am i trying so hard if other people aren't going to do the same why do i do that why do i put my effort in and it's uh it's this quote from qui-gon jinn and qui-gon says this he says it matters it matters which side we choose 
even if there will never be more light than darkness, even if there can be no more joy in the galaxy than there is pain, for every action we undertake, for every word we speak, for every life we touch, it matters. I don't, tor- I don't turn toward the light because it means someday I'll win some sort of cosmic game. I turn toward it because it is the light. And like... I think we read that quote, like, <laughs> especially when we read the book, we must have read that quote like 30 times yeah. uh, within like 30 episodes because yeah. it's so good. I mean, you don't, you turn to it because it is the light and the light can be anything for anybody, right? Yeah, exactly. Much like what we're talking about. The light is our, is our Star Wars that takes us away from hard times and struggles and stuff that kind of get us down or um, not necessarily will get us down, but the things that are tough, things that are uh, difficult in our lives. So this is kind of the outlet, like I've said many a times through that this banter that I've had earlier, um, that helps us um, kind of cope with yeah. uh, kind of cope with what the, the the struggles that we go through every day, like traffic. Yeah. Like travel, like the hour. Y'all remember the hour that Wes had to go back and forth from work? Sometimes, sometimes it's like an hour and fifteen minutes, dude. And don't, even don't get me, me started on people who who get in fender benders because that makes it even worse. Got to watch. Ooh, what was that? Oh uh, yeah, but like there's yeah. a. Are there any other? So I brought a Bachelor Apprentice, right? We got yeah. and there's a couple other books I have thought of. Are there other ones that like kind of jump to your mind? That ones that were like maybe other people maybe haven't chalked out that you're like, man. When I read this, it just it just lifted me. It just made me feel great for a bit, whether you needed it or not. <laughs> one one that's uh I don't think a lot of people have picked up uh is um yeah, what is it? Guardians of the Wills. Guardians I of the picked Wills, up yeah. Guardians of the Wills and um and that book was even though it was I mean, it's kind of a it's not a it's not a real important story that you know it before Rogue One, but it's a good story nonetheless. Yeah, it definitely tells you how. Um, are you? Gotta, you got to remind me of the characters. Starts with a B. Shirat Imwe and Bayes Malbus. Bayes Malbus. How Bayes Malbus gets that? Basically, it's a tank weapon, and he just straps it to his <laughs> back and uses it to blow people up. It's so um, cool. It, it gives you the origin story of where that comes from. So that was that's super cool. I was I was that really. Because I, I haven't talked a lot with a lot of people that have read that book, so um, I, I kind of has a special place um, in my heart to read that one and um, that book, and then uh, the first, um, the first uh, group of the, the forty short stories from uh, from A New Hope. Um, oh, yeah, from a certain the, point of view. Yeah, from a certain point of view. Yeah. I <laughs> I lobbied for that book to be like to be like tier two real hard. I was like Corey, but you cannot you can't be putting this in like tier three or four. I mean, it's really good. It's, it talks about all the stories in a New Hope. Everybody's seen a New Hope. It helps you go through it. And he's just like tier three at the best. And I was like, all right, man. But <laughs> that Corey's was a my, hard cookie. He's a that hard was my uh, <laughs> that was my first canon read, and um, I thought it was. It was just baffling to me that there were all these out like outside stories of all these characters. I had never read any of the Tales from Legends books mm-hmm. yet. Didn't know they probably existed. Um, but that was my first canon read. And I, would, and I was telling friends like at the bar, I was like, dude, have you read this book before? And he was like, what book? And I was like, it's a Star Wars book. And he's like, is it canon? And I didn't even kind of know what canon was. Yeah. And I was like, what is uh-huh. that? It, yeah, it's canon. <laughs> and I didn't even know what I was agreeing to. <laughs> but yeah, it, great. I was just amazed that I like all these stories that kind of caught on to that movie that I've seen. I don't know. Oh, maybe a hundred times since, mm-hmm. uh, since the beginning of, I don't know, my star Wars years. So, um, knowing all these extra side stories, I mean, that, that kind of lifted me up. So yeah. that's kind of the book that I always have on my, um, I always have that on my, uh, on my nightstand. It's always there collecting dust, but it's still there. It's like a, Memento sorts. <laughs> oh, that's and that's great because I love mm-hmm. the the anthology books like that. The both from certain point of views and a couple that I'm about to talk about are great because when you are in, in either a stress spot or a hard spot, it's nice to be able to pick something up and not feel the freaking stress of having to read a whole book 
or get super involved in something, sometimes it's like, cool, I just want a story. It's a smaller story. Maybe it's silly. Maybe yeah. it's cool, and it feels still a little familiar. Like, they talked a lot about this year how a lot of people are, like, rewatching The Office and Brooklyn Nine-Nine because it's that comfort. It's like, I don't have to be worried mm-hmm. about what's coming. The world has enough uncertainty. And while we all love new things, I mean, going back to visit some of those smaller things is a great idea, especially... He turns Uh-oh. in his chair. Uh, Star Wars Missed Fables, right here, uh, by George Mann, uh, with art by Grant Griffin. One of the surprises of, this was two years ago now, I think? Um, oh, wow. I, right, I think. Or was it last <laughs> year? I don't know. George writes a lot. Uh, I think but it was this, two years ago. Yeah, but this was a uh, kind of all-ages read, I guess I would say, that was just a bunch of like short stories that were myths and legends from the Star Wars universe, if you haven't read it before. And it's just a collection of really phenomenal little stories. And I remember reading this um, for the first time. I was in my parents' house, and I had gotten my review copy. I was very excited. And I sat down, and I read the introduction. Because this book has an introduction, and not a lot of books do anymore. And there is just this incredibly emotional (laughs) intro that talks a lot about the power of stories. And... um, I just want to read the last two paragraphs of this for you all because, again, there's another collection like this coming out next Tuesday, The Life Day Treasury. And uh, this is the vibe of it. Maybe it's something you're needing right now as well. And he says this. For all across the teeming galaxy, every one of us is living our own story, treading our own individual path. Sometimes we will stumble and sometimes we will stride. But no matter our destination, our tales will live on told by those whose lives we touch, rippling out across the stars throughout the generations because stories are immortal, eternal. Here, then, are a few such tales, sought out from across time and space and carefully transcribed. Whether they are true or simply echoes of things that once came to pass, no one can be quite certain. Trust instead that before you lies more than a mere collection of words and pictures, and may you be emboldened by the power held within these pages." That's the introduction of a kid's book <laughs> in Star Wars. And, like, I, I cried when I read that for the first time. And I was like, I didn't realize I needed it. Yeah. I, I bet like, when, like, uh-huh. when adults were reading that to their, their kids, they, like, stopped for a little bit. And they were like, yeah, wow. And they are like, Dad, are you going to read it or what? <laughs> What's the like, first oh, sorry, one? Is there a sorry. dragon? <laughs> sorry. It's like, yeah, but, you I know. I remember when that, when that book came out. We were kind of uh, we were trying to figure out what what it meant, what this myths and fables meant. Are they com- yeah. are they rehashing legends? Is that what mm. we're gonna get? Um, but I was completely wrong. Um, but um, <laughs> that was fun about this. But show. these loosely canon legend stories are um, it's kind of what what's happened throughout history, right? Is people that tell their culture and their um, and their well, tell their culture through their stories, right? So, um, uh, putting it down in a Star Wars form is, I thought, was, was really cool, a really good idea, yeah. and, a, and a great marketing because um, there's what the tre- Life Day, Life Treasury, yeah, Life Day Treasury, is the third one, yeah, and then Dark Legends was the second one, which is Dark all the Legends evil the stuff. One. Still cool, mm-hmm. but pretty evil. Like, and pretty evil. Did so? Did this? Did this version come out with a? With a size that matches Dark Legends and Life Day no. Treasury. So here's the annoying <laughs> thing about this trilogy. We'll be real about this. So Mystic Fables and Life Day Treasury are the same size, uh, mainly because these books have also had Galaxy's Edge exclusives, which I have right here, uh, which mm-hmm. is bigger. They've had the Target exclusives, a lot of stuff. But Dark Legends is like this bit. It's like the size of Race to Crash Point Tower ta- length. Yeah. But Life Day Treasury and Myths and Fables are both the same size. So, unfortunately, y'all, the world can be a hard place where sometimes books <laughs> in the same series are different heights. I'm sorry, Caroline. Go watch her YouTube video. Um, <laughs> this is, these are the struggles we're talking about. This is it, man. Listen to us, Delray. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think it's it's really interesting as we kind of start wrapping up here. It's, it's interesting timing to be at a, a, a decently hard place in the world for a lot of folks right now. And to have in September a holiday Christmas type book comes out, the life date treasury. And while their full review will be up next week, 
Um, and I haven't started reading the actual stories yet. I did read the intro. I did tear up again. <laughs> because maybe at this point in your life, everybody, as you're watching listening, maybe it's the perfect time for a, a bunch of tales that are just about, hey, it doesn't have to be the most crucial thing in the world. Maybe these can be some stories about celebration, about people gathering to tell tales. And no matter what happens, no matter what a hardship you're going through right now, you are definitely writing your own story that someone is going to tell. And whoever's life you yeah. touch, you become part of their story and they become part of yours. So even though there's a lot of horrible chapters over the past two years that a lot of us probably just want to rip out of the book that's been happening, <laughs> um, yeah. we're still writing it. And, you know, Star Wars is still writing it. And we get to keep reading stories and living stories. And that's just... Uh, Maybe that'll help you get out of bed the next day and do the one thing you got to do. And then the next day we'll do it again. And that's right. kind of, you know, it's just nice to remember that we're all trying to do it now and then. I mean, can we all just remember when the first episode of The Mandalorian aired and how excited of like that, <laughs> that kind of, that kind of excitement is, is the stuff that it's fun to remember. It's fun to relive. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I can't wait for like Book of Boba Fett to come out, Mandalorian season three to come out. Kenobi. Um, I mean, Kenobi. <laughs> I mean, geez, like the, the manga series that uh, yeah. there's so much coming out. There's so much to look forward to. If you are kind of feeling down in the dumps with everything that's going on. Yeah. I mean, think about the, the great stuff that's, that's headed our way and yeah. on Disney plus and the people that you can share it with too. Yeah. Have that conversation about the thing you love. And you know what? If you're having that hard night, if you want to just take a break from it all, if you want to delete all your social media apps for a night and just turn on a new hope and turn your phone off and just ha remember what it's like to just be simply in Star Wars, absolutely do it. And, of course, we're going to be here for you. Anywhere we can digitally, we're going to be on the Twitters. We're going to be in the Discords. We got you, and we're so excited to geek out about everything, including, of course, as we get here right near the end, the plug for next week, the Out of the Shadows Roundtable. We'll be talking about it. And lastly, though, no pressure if you haven't finished it. Everything we're creating, just like everything Star Wars is creating, isn't going away anytime soon. If you're having a hard time and it starts to feel like an obligation, Take a second, breathe, rewatch, reread, go to bed earlier, you know, <laughs> take care of yourself. But before we do leave Wes, we've already mentioned a bunch of stuff coming up. What is one thing we haven't talked a ton about that is getting you so excited coming up in this year that may be hard, but at least we're getting blank. And this is anything? This is a Star Wars related? Oh, yeah. It can be, let's do anything. Let's do any. It can be <laughs> Star Wars, but you can have, let's say you can have a part two as well. Um, Man, one thing that I was really looking forward to that I think I missed out on, but I think they do it for NFL as well, is Star Wars night for the Houston Astros. We, it was when everybody yeah. dresses up in their Star Wars costumes <laughs> and they go and they sit in their seats like regular fans, but everybody is dressed up as Star Wars characters. And I think they've done it before for the Texans. Um, and I think they may need to do it again to get people in their seats. Maybe. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of one thing is I, I look that. forward to is to is to cross over my passions, both in Star Wars and sports. See oh. how that how that laid out for everyone. Absolutely. Oh man, I'm I mean on that I'm so I'm so excited that despite the protestations of other people on this show and maybe in the community I'm very excited for the Utini Fantasy League. Uh this is my first year doing four fantasy football leagues cuz I guess Ooh. I needed to work out some stuff mentally. Um so I'm excited for that. And I'm also excited after listening to uh to Tom's interview today with Trevor and Jose. I'm really excited for Star Wars Visions Ronin. Um yeah. I can't wait for something as different as that to be thrust upon the Star Wars community. I can't wait to broaden my own horizons with different styles of writing. Um, and I can't wait to be by y'all's side as we do it. It's just, it's the best part of every week. The Discord is the best part of every day. And I hope y'all are having a blast. And hey, if you live in a town that has a Major League Baseball team and they're doing Star Wars night, <laughs> go there, take some pictures, and put it in the Sports Channel. 
I want to see what's going on. Be safe. Do all the good things, but I want to see it. All right. I think we did it. Yeah. Oh, I think we're feeling all right. <laughs> Y'all in the chat, I hope that you feel uplifted. And if you're listening at home, I hope that you're having a better day than you mm -hmm. did yesterday, but not as good as your day will be tomorrow. And on that, that, my friends, is going to do it for this week's episode of The Living Force. If you support us on Patreon, we thank you so much for that. Head over to Patreon, listen to that interview that Jose and Trevor just did with Tom, and of course, continue to enjoy all the great offerings over there. A special thank you goes out to Cheryl Bell, OK Endar, Patrick Ortiz, and Carl Sander on our Jedi High Council, and Elizabeth Cloutier, Jason Mitchell, Freddie C., and Sally and Chris Eilerson on our Alliance High Command for your amazing support of everything we do. You can find us on Twitter. I'm at Eric Eilerson. Corey is at DocStarWarsMD. Charles is gone, but he's at C. Hankel. And Wes is at Boss Wes. A special thank you to Matt Davenport, our amazing editor. Ryan, our graphic designer extraordinaire. And Wes, our producer and community manager. Thank you to Wes and Corey for podcasting with me tonight. Thanks to all of you in the chat for hanging out. We hope you have a lovely week. And as always, may the force be with you. There is no hatred, there is joy. There is no division, there is union. There is no apathy, there is passion. There is no gatekeeping, there is community. This is the Utini Star Wars Fan Code. Embrace it, live by it, and above all, trust in the living force. Join the Utini community and surround yourself with like-minded fans at utini.com. And remember... The Force will be with you, always.